facts, dates, and events presented in this podcast are from the member's best recollection and may not be fully accurate. The podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Always consult with your local union about your rights and duties at your workplace. The opinions shared on this podcast are of the individual's own and don't necessarily represent our employer's positions, strategies, or opinions. All views shared are under protected Welcome back National to another Labor Teamsters Relations 533 Act. podcast. I'm joined today by Ross and Christina. Oh my God, a new face. What? Yeah, you, you guys can't see her face, but she's 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 got a normal face. <laughs> it's just pretty normal. New to the podcast? Yeah. New to the podcast. Okay. Welcome. Well, Welcome. I thank you. I'm so happy yeah, she's, to be here. She's not new to 533. She's, she's a... A staple steward, one of our awesome stewards at UPS on the Twilight. She goes in and kicks some ass. And we just want to take some time and kind of celebrate what she's doing and find out what's going on in Christina's world. We are building. Building? Building strength and uh, knowledge inside the hub. And that's really just trying to lay a ground base and get people knowledge so and build our strength inside the hub. That's definitely tough with part timers. You know, you got all these new faces coming in, and right now we got a lot of churn. We got a lot of new people coming in at UPS. So that's that's a tough job. Yeah, I, our average seniority dropped drastically over the last couple of years. So um, we have a bunch of new people, and a lot that don't end up staying sure so well that gives you that gives you some opportunity right it does um it gives me a new group of people every week to see what their passions are and if they're a fit to help me fight the good fight Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are looking for uh, a couple stewards on the on twilight so if anyone's listening and is interested or knows someone who is uh reach out to myself or or christina you know we could we, we we love uh Love the help. Yes. And by fight the good fight, like, can you elaborate what you mean by that? Like physically fight or? Oh, (laughs) I mean, uh, (laughs) no, (laughs) no physical fighting. That's, that's not acceptable. Um, but fighting as in making sure that everyone has the right to go use the restroom or to drink water. That seems like, some pretty basic stuff. UPS doesn't doesn't do that for people. It it does not. Not if nope. They want numbers, numbers, numbers. If you're going to the bathroom, your numbers are missing. But wait, uh, they do. UPS does that because I was told that my 15 minute breaks were for me to use the restroom. Well, that's shenanigans. Is it? Yeah, I, th- I would think so. Would you would you care to expand on that? So it depends. I mean. If you're going to be in there for 15 minutes, you know, then yes, that's what your breaks can be for. But if you're just running up there to pee because you're hydrating like you're supposed to to keep those muscles working, then I don't think so. And they have to let you know, hey, if you're going to the bathroom right now, take your whole 15 and uh, and then they can go get food or sit down or, you know, just sit on the toilet and Mm. scroll. I mean, yeah, really. If it, I think the I think the the, the more clear cut rule is if you're going to um, buy a snack or anything like that and you're taking personal time, then yes, you need to take your your break. If you're 
needing to go to the restroom to just use the restroom and go right back to your work area. No, that's not, that's the, the company has to pay you for that time. And that's pretty well, well laid out, not only in the contract, but in state and federal law. So, um, also your, your breaks are paid. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the only difference is whether you're going to get paid out at the end of the night for it or whether you're going to, uh, sit and take it. And I actually need to be better at taking my breaks. Absolutely. I, the breaks yeah. are there for, for all of us to be able to rest and recover. This is a very physical job. Yeah. And it, the term part-time is just a term thrown around at UPS, but some people work six, seven hours. How many hours are you working? <laughs> six and a half, not including my breaks. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so as uh, I like to tell people uh, that uh, UPS doesn't have the traditional part-time system. Part-time means one shift. Mm -hmm. And so one shift especially if it's on twilight could be six hours, four hours or 10 hours. And it, I feel bad for That's why a lot of people don't want to go full time who are part time in the hub is because then you're adding a whole second shift to that. It's mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. Full time at UPS feels like two jobs. For sure. It is. They, they used to, I used to see these mugs and like shirts online that, uh, said, um, uh, you know, you work at UPS cause it's no nine to five. And you know, it was like, they almost toted that around. Like it was like, they were proud of it. Right. Like, and I get it to a certain extent, like they've UPS has created this culture where it's like, you are working crazy hours, whether you're inside the hub or driving or feeders or, you know, package or whatever, all of us are working these insane hours. Um, and, and so in order to like, I guess weather that storm we've all just created this mantra around like we're we're hard workers well but i don't know that we have to be there any you know i think that ups should have the capacity and the capability to to relieve people of overtime and bring down the hours it's just a matter of whether they actually do that or not or work-life balance <laughs> yeah yeah well because well, i mean they post that stuff all the time oh you should find some balance in your life. You should be getting eight hours of sleep. Who has time for that? We yeah. should move to another country if we want that, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one thing that I know for a fact when I was working at UPS, when I first started, I was confused. Here's your schedule. It shows what time I start, but what time do I get off? Mm. There is none. You go home no, and you're done. There's you no, work there's until no you're done. Time. Yeah. And yeah. That was like the first job ever that I had something. Here's your work schedule. This is the time you start. So you never knew what time you got off, so it made it hard to schedule stuff. And, and uh, yeah, you know, when I was first becoming a package car driver, I was seeing T-shirts like that where it was like, um, I sleep in my house, but I live in my package car. Mm -hmm. Referring to the fact that we spend all day in our package car. And I've spoken to, like, a lot of veteran drivers. And I was like, what's your favorite thing to do on your time off? He's like, enjoy my house. And like for real, like yeah, like I don't spend time there. Like my three day weekends are spent admiring my house that I work so hard for. Right, <laughs> right. just like all right. Now for you know, you were saying that you, you know the shirts were talking about spending a lot of time in your package car. Um, any supervisors who are listening, turn your ears off now. But uh, when we worked back in the in the building back in the day, 
especially during peak season, uh, we would rotate and take naps in the air cans because we were working so many hours. Like, and, and we would watch out for the supervisors who were coming in. But, and I don't recommend this to anyone at this particular point because that is theft of time. And if you got caught, you get fired. So, um, you know, fortunately, I'm past my 45 days, uh, which means they can't go after me. But that's the kind of job that we're working. I mean, the hours are very long, very hard. And so, so to have, to bring it back to have a strong shop steward like you in the building is obviously, you know, an, an inspiration for me. Watching the work that you do makes me feel a lot better about, you know, being able to, to be here in the office and to take care of things here. But obviously it's not just about having a strong steward. It's about having strong members. It is. Um, and I'm trying to build, you know, cause I think you've mentioned it in the other podcast that, um, people forget they're, oh, what's the union doing for me? What's the union doing for me? And so I've made it an active part of my new hire talk to say the union is voted in by the employees, built by the employees. We are the union, mm-hmm. all of us, every member inside the hub, we are the union. So what are you doing? Are you, you're telling me, you you don't like that the fact that this supervisor is harassing you or that um, they're not letting you go to the bathroom or you know all of this stuff is going on. What what are you doing about it? I mean, I'm just now hearing about it, and you've been experiencing this for how long? And I'm your steward. You should be bringing this immediately or standing up for your rights. You have the right to go to the bathroom. I mean. Who's going to want to work in a place where everyone's peed their pants? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the best thing I advise, and this is just take it under advisement, is if you're walking and you see a supervisor touch a box, just stop and look at him and say, what are you doing? And smile. Because <laughs> guess who has the power right there? You do. And they're going to know, like, oh, crap. And they're going to try to think, oh, he wants to mess with me. I'm going to mess with him. And this is where it's real important that we tell people, work clean. Be clean mm-hmm. and uh, catch them when they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Because they're going to come and harass you any minute they get a chance. Sack Knight's backed up. Hey, go yell at the two loaders in there. Hey, why is the belt off? Go yell at the pickoff. Mm-hmm. It's never – they don't care about safety. No. I remember there was a time I killed the belt because I had I had Sack Knight stacked up. Yep. Probably past my shoulders. Totally and I remember Ed Anderson would be like, don't do it past your shoulders. That's unsafe. Yeah. But well, it was what hard happens cause... if a pack? The for those who don't know, the pickoff positions are way up in the air, and you got to climb, you know, these heat ladders, and they're like what 20, 20 30, feet. yeah, twenty, you know, feet in the air. And if you're stacking packages and one of them falls off, someone's standing underneath, they get hit in the head. I mean, that could be a very serious injury. Correct. And it's up to us to recognize that because management's not going to recognize it, and they're just going to keep pushing production, like you were saying. Yeah, and I, I had a. Like I had a wake up call because at first I didn't understand because my my supervisor's yelling at me to keep running the belt, but why is my shop steward telling me to kill it? Mm-hmm. And then he broke it down to me. He said, "Look, you putting your brothers and sisters in harm for what? If a Nothing. box lands on this person and they hurt their neck, like what did you really gain from that?" And then that's when I I did have that wake up call. I'm saying, you know what, we do have the power. Kill the belt. It's unsafe. We do. Um, if we're currently fighting for it, but um, 
getting more time for me to steward inside the hub so I can fix a lot of these issues. I've had sorters complain that they're pinned up against the wall and they can't reach the off switch and their supervisors are yelling at everyone else saying, don't touch it, don't touch it, keep it running, keep going. And dude's like, I'm worried I'm going to die right here. This is super unsafe. Yeah, it's a bad situation. And I'm not finding out till like a day or a week later. So um, I know I definitely need to spend more time walking through the hub throughout my shift. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're short staffed inside. We're turning over people so fast. Well, you were telling me about a situation you dealt with the other day uh, where you had a couple of folks in a trailer that was... Uh, like uh, ghost pepper um, oh, dust. So rough. I've been rewriting my notes on that, just, you know, catching misspellings and adding the correct names and times. We had a load trailer that came over from Daysort. Apparently Daysort left it there and told the, the Daysort loaders, told the Twilight loaders, hey, there is something wrong in this trailer. Mm-hmm. We couldn't work in it. Good luck. And they didn't call the DMP or responders or anyone. DMP? um, Damage. It's basically a damage personnel. Yeah, damage personnel. Or we'll refer to them as responders. Oh, okay, okay. um, They didn't call any of the responders. So Twilight comes in. Their supervisor's yelling at them, you know, to get in there. They've put it off. They've put it off. Now this trailer needs to be loaded. They, I get a message and I'm, you know, head over there. I drop what I'm doing, walk over there immediately. I'm not even up the stairs to enter this trailer yet. And I'm already clearing my throat. Oh, I'm like, what is going on? Mind you, I have asthma. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's not good. So, so a warning would have been yeah. nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you okay? Yeah. This lady's water. So I climb up the stairs and I enter the trailer and I walk up and a box falls right behind me and kicks up this dust. And later we find out it's ghost pepper powder, a leaking package. They just left it or loaded it or we're not even sure. It was in there. May have been from another hub or something i don't know it was really bad so i immediately i'm coughing and everything's burning and i'm telling these guys get out now that the supervisors handed them dust masks and are like just just get to work and i'm like nope that's that's not not, this is not safe i can't breathe in here we're getting out so i walk up to the supervisor and he says well i'm too afraid to tell my higher ups that there is a this problem they're already in a bad mood and i'm afraid of them so i was like i don't know what you're gonna do you got to do something because i'm not letting another hourly employee walk into that trailer it is not safe i personally called the responders because he didn't even have the phone number Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I call them. They come over. They said the best they needed to pull the trailer. It needed not just to be swept out, but to be hosed out and cleaned properly. The whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. They would not do it. Well, come to find out after the end of the shift, they kept one new hire from unload 
and five supervisors rotating in and out to unload this trailer because it they decided finally after two supervisors loaded for a half an hour in it after i pulled the employees out that it was too unsafe for people to be in but they wouldn't have done that if you hadn't been there they would and not have done that they would have forced the employees to continue working I left and I was only in there for a little bit. I drank so much water that night and I had the worst stomach ache. I can only imagine what the guys who were loading in there went through. Well, yeah. see, now she was able to walk in. Mm -hmm. Article 18 violation. There huh. is, that is one of the key phrases to remember. Article 18 violations is that you have the right when you deem something unsafe to yourself and your fellow coworkers or to even the general public for people out on the road as as a okay method to, to not listen to instructions of Correct. working. And, okay, going forward, what I mean is we're not asking for work stoppage. We're asking people to work safe. And the thing is, it only stopped because Christina went in there right. and, and exercised her rights. And Advocated it's the for those same members. rights that everybody has. And this is what we mean. We need employees to start acting like shop stewards because you are the face of the union. Yep. Like, what if Christina called out that day? Who would have been there for them? No one. They would have been breathing. And and that ghost pepper dust, I mean, that's a very dangerous, dangerous situation. And I just want to point out something that I immediately thought about through this story that I don't think can be uh, looked over. The company, once the shop steward arrived, once you arrived, Christina, pulled the people out, pulled the members out, and said, okay, fine. We won't put them back in there because it's a dangerous situation. But what did they do at the end of the night? They put their own supervisors in harm's way in the same dangerous situation. If that doesn't prove why you need a union, I don't know what does. Because those supervisors, they don't have union protection, and they're gonna if they don't follow instructions, they'll lose their job because they're at-will employees. Correct. We're not. We're just cause employees. So what rights and protections do they have? They do have rights and protections, but they don't have anyone to sit there and educate them or advocate for them. That's why having a union is so important. That's why being part of the union is so important. That's why paying your dues and, and you know putting into the system is so important because we take those dues and we use those dues to help train our stewards like Christina you know, I mean, one of the things that is really exciting coming up is we uh, have 12 of our, our uh, female stewards going up to the women's conference in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited about it. This is my second year going, and I learned so much last time. Nice. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for people that don't know, these conferences, Ross, what do they do for stewards? Oh, it, it's huge. So it's this one's a four-day uh, conference, um, and... There's a ton of training that happens there. It's it's not just communication and networking and all that. You have a chance to meet uh, stewards and and leaders from other uh, locals across the country. You they have very organized classes. They bring in lawyers from all over the place to to help put on these classes. They talk about what legally we can and cannot do. Um, conflict management, how you deal with a bully boss, all kinds of things that happen there. And these are really, really good opportunities for our stewards and, and uh, you know, our leaders to get better at what they do. So 
Um, I know you went last year as well, and you're going back again this year. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Do you want to share a little bit about kind of, you know, what you're looking forward to, what your experience was last time? My experience last time, um, opening my eyes to how much should really be going into stewarding. I mean, on all levels there, I mean, you go in and when you're first starting, I mean, I didn't have anyone to train me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's a kind of sink or swim, just like, you know, the new hire space when they're first brought on. Um, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. So Mm. the first year going to, I mean, it wasn't my first year stewarding, but I had taken more of an active role and stepped up and uh, I learned a lot of mediation skills, which was probably my favorite. We take like two, three, four classes a day. um, And then the rest of that's like free time or events that are going on in between the classes. So that was pretty cool. We saw a lot of um, diversity, which was amazing throughout because it's not just UPS there. Right. It is all of the trades that are covered under the Teamsters. So um, definitely the biggest skill that I got out of it was, for me at the time, was mediation. I'm so looking forward to this next uh, trip and seeing what they're offering because I like to take classes that are not in my comfort zone um, so that I can push my boundaries personally and get better at something that I'm not personally good at. So nice. That's really exciting. So I do know that after the women's conference, uh, within the week that people return back, we are going to do a podcast so they could explain what they learned. But you know, I was thinking right now, how would you guys feel about doing a, a class after these seminars uh, for our other members who couldn't go and we could help, spread that because going back to how we need everybody to act like a shop steward Mm -hmm. in case Christina's not there, if Christina could also bring back knowledge to pass down to people. So when she's not there on vacation, people know how to protect themselves. And I get it. You guys listening might think, Oh man, they're asking for us to spend a weekend at the hub or at the hall to, to learn stuff. You got to understand this is stuff that's going to help you down the line, Mm -hmm. uh, down the road, down in your career at UPS, I have 15 years with the company and it's been every year feels like a new battle over something. Yes. It's never, and Hey, has it been that long. Thank Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly it's gone by so fast because every day that I, I go to work, it's always about something. Hey, you did this wrong. Hey, you did that wrong. Hey, there's 340 methods and you forgot to use one of them. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're not loading fast enough. You, you need to load a 600 PPH yesterday and we need you to do it today and it's just like how how could a physical human being do that right oh see when they come at me with stuff i go back to the basics i use all of my methods slow it way down they hate that so they don't ever come up to me and are like you're not going fast enough anymore because they know my responses going back and making sure i'm working safe making sure that I'm using my methods. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Mm-mm, it's not. But and it's a way for me to calm myself when I'm so enraged that all this hard, hard work that I've put in and I'm dripping sweat. And they're like, not good enough. Yeah. Watch this not good enough. Yeah. yeah, And I could agree with what she's saying is that when you're trying to go fast for the company, 
you're cut you're taking shortcuts so therefore yeah. you are speeding your production mm -hmm. up so what she means by slowing it down is by giving them a realistic production following their rules 100 percent. well it's your every package one of the methods is hand to surface right and 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 so sometimes we cheat and you know a, a package may not go from the surface to the surface entirely in my hands. I may give it a little toss. That saves me an eighth of a second. Correct. And But if I'm doing, you know, 500 boxes every hour, that eighth of a second adds up by, and, and, and if they're coming to you and saying, you know, you're just not doing good enough. Okay, well, then I'm going to really focus on my hand to surface. And I'm going to make sure that I'm I'm taking that extra step to pivot my body rather than twist so that I'm not hurting my back. Again, that may save me an eighth of a second per box, but now all of a sudden we're up to a quarter of a second every single box. Yeah. That adds up. It does. Like, well, and putting this out there, metros is way different. Sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 you're right. You're good, you're good. Metros is unloading our package cars. So um, our belt that we unload on we walk on it's the ground belt Correct. like in metros we're the only department who is able to walk on the belt because there's literally nowhere else to walk but, but that's because it's a lowered belt it is a lowered at belt. A slower it's no. moving speed. at a slower speed or supposedly supposedly correct and uh but see like one shortcut i did take and i don't know what shortcuts you guys took but i didn't use the load stand i'm about five eight depends on the shoes i'm wearing and but ross you're seven five so i'm sure you probably never used a load stand Seven five, eight one, dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you're sitting down. I miss, I miscounted. But following Yao Ming. <laughs> but but what I'm trying to say is that it, you still, even though for your height, you should still use a low stand because mm -hmm. you're still in your power zone. You and that's should. the thing is like people say, well, I'm tall. I don't need a low stand. You know. I was trying to be a basketball player, so I didn't use a lot of stands. I was yeah. there trying to dunk every package. To oh, the absolutely! Top. Just, just well, but, even if you if if you're short like me, and <laughs> even if you use a load stand, you still can't reach the top packages. Correct. <laughs> well, you know they do have uh, a four step load stand. Oh yeah, oh, they're I've not seen allowed. Those. They're not allowed. Oh, they're not. Oh really? Nope. Only one and two step load stands are allowed because if you fall from oh. that high. It is not safe. So, so OSHA came in and said, nope, they no more the of these. They banned the four steps, huh? Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because I remember they had those because, you know, they'd be like, well, you can't reach the top. I got a four step. Yeah, I got nah, a four step. I got it. Don't worry. I'd always, I'd, always, I'd like it when they pull the four step in uh, for, for my partner. Well, you guys know him, Jason. He's he's a <laughs> midget. So, um, and I'd be like, oh, pull that over here. I'll use it. And then I'd hit my head. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the. The thing is that we all do take shortcuts to to move faster because yeah. you know it is it is a a pride in in us you mm -hmm. know but it's a reminder that the company doesn't care how hard you bust your butt for them they're always going to find something wrong with you mm -hmm. yep so might as well start protecting yourself CYA and assure you follow the rules because I tell you what every one of my ex girlfriends has always told me <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Of my ex-wives. Everyone. <laughs> of my ex-wives now, but they, they've all told me, like, what's wrong? Like, you seem a little on edge today. I got in trouble for this. Wait, but why are you always getting in trouble? Because I follow the rules. Mm -hmm. And they'll laugh, and they're like, you can't get in trouble if you follow the rules. Come work at UPS and find yeah. out. 
My yeah. husband has been absolutely astounded. Like at first he thought I was making all this stuff up and I'm like, no, uh, this, this, this goes on. And he's like, I can't listen to this right now. It makes me so angry that places like this still exist nowadays that they treat people the way they do and that you're having to do all of this stuff he gets so irritated he's like i thought you were lying and making this stuff up but you just keep coming up with more stuff and i just can't and i'm like yeah well uh that's that's good old ups i'd like to um kind of take a step back because all of all three of us have been fighting this fight for a long time now you know we're all, we were all stewards or, you know, in my case, a business agent, but you know, I was a steward before being a business agent. And so it, it gets really frustrating because you're constantly pitted against these situations where you're dealing with management who doesn't comply with the contract. You're dealing with members who maybe don't know their rights. It, it becomes a very frustrating situation. And I think you can, I think, you know, we, we joke and laugh about it, but I think everyone can kind of get the sense that, you know, this is a, this is a tough a tough company and but that being said because of the union there's a ton of good things about this company are obviously what we make our pension our health care all that but um what i'd like to kind of remind everyone is that you have people who are fighting this fight and yeah sure we get frustrated and that's why we always appreciate your support and and you know the the goodwill of the members and you know, if you if your steward helps you out, give them a, a you know a, a little kudos because these are voluntary positions, and they're really out there fighting every day for you. And we have really good stewards within this local who do a great job, are are a really well oiled team, and they all work together to make your life better. So if you see a shop steward, take the time to to let them know that you appreciate them. Uh, you know, that's that's my uh, my, my two cents and, on that. And I do want to clarify because I know we sit here and we say the company's doing this, the company is doing this. I, I might sound like a company man by stating this, but I honestly I think it's fifty percent company and fifty percent general public. Because guess what, people have gotten used to Amazon next day delivery. Yes, they but have. But employees have come out of Amazon and said this is how we're being treated. We we are literally having to pee in a bottle tucked away in the corner of a warehouse because there's one bathroom and it's a quarter mile away. And if we use it, we'll go get fired. And we'll get fired. There, there's uh, Amazon drivers saying that they they were uh, pissing in bottles in the back of the trucks mm -hmm. or they were driving past like, like recklessly because they had to meet these standards. But the general public didn't care. No. Because they wanted their, their... They want their stuff. Stuff that I ordered yesterday, I needed today. Mm -hmm. Because we they've gotten used to that... Uh, convenience. Or COVID the was huge with the change from, uh, you know, ordering only the stuff that you couldn't find in the stores to now you can't find anything in the stores. We order no. everything online now. It's habit. Once you start, once you start down that path, it's very difficult to get off of it. Amazon's built a, a really gr uh, great, um, I say that with a grain of salt, but a really great website that, that makes it easy for you to order quickly simply you get your stuff the next day and, and it's a convenience thing but that comes at a cost and you know so I'm, I'm gonna put the hashtag out there hashtag unionize amazon 
Um, they they are the the perfect example of why a union needs to exist. And and I'll tell you what, UPS they have they have the Teamsters sitting there supporting the members, supporting them. Yeah. Um, making sure that they uphold their end of the bargain and they stay a strong company. Um, and there's still fights every day. It's not like UPS is isn't looking for what every other corporation is looking for. They're looking for that that big profit, right? Like yeah. there there is definitely corporate greed going around. And but when you look at how much worse it is at Amazon, that's why unions exist. Because we take and we fight back against that corporate greed. We hold these white collar criminals to, you know, at, we hold them accountable. And so going after the the Bezoses, the Musks, uh, you know, of the world, that's, you know, we, we have a big push and we've got to do a lot more educating to the public, like you said, about, look, just because you're getting this convenience factor, what cost is that coming yeah. at? Yeah, because... Corporations are dyslexic. They got pop reversed. You know, they're thinking about profits over people when it's people over profits. That's right. And that's the thing that we are fighting for. Mm-hmm. I order stuff. I don't care when it gets here. No. Because I don't need it. And if I needed it, I should have ordered it sooner. Sure. Shame on me. But see, that's the thing. People don't care. We deliver stuff sometimes a little bit late because there's weather, there's stuff that's out of our control, and we do get customers angry at us. And it's like... As part of being a union member, educate your family, educate your friends, educate your neighbors. Because when we're out there during the pandemic, when everybody else shut down. We're still going. And we did it safe. That was the, that's the biggest thing. We were still out there. And trust me, I mean, Christina can attest, we had a ton of people get COVID. But we were still able to to mitigate the the sweep of covid through our ranks enough to stay on our feet it wasn't the corporation who just magically did that it was in in it was a, a joint movement by the union saying hey the only way we're going to let you do this is if we can put safety measures in place to keep our people safe and and then our job is to try and uphold that and make sure the company is actually following through on their end yes and I think that uh, that 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 was like the toughest time for us Oof. was because we were our it was pandemic peak. Oh boy, it was it bad. was it was a whole year of peak season, and it was never ending. It was really hard uh, emotionally knowing that there are all these people who are at home enjoying their safety at home with their family. And we're out there every single day busting our butts to make sure that everyone had what they needed to get through this. And, you know, warehouse workers didn't get a whole lot of credit on no. on anywhere. Um, drivers, drivers did because they were one of the front line of defense. No one ever thinks about the, the people who How? actually make it happen. <laughs> yeah. the, the warehouse workers, we... We wouldn't be delivering packages if it wasn't for our great warehouse workers. 
Right. Wait, you mean nobody looks at the elves? They only focus on Santa? Yeah, no one looks at the elves. No man. one looks at the elves. <laughs> <laughs> we get, uh, I don't know, everyone's like, oh, the kudos to them. And I'm like, I just did 10 hours inside with no breaks to make sure that they had something to do mm-hmm. in the morning. Yep. Where's my credit? But uh, I you, mean. You get, you get the credit. We give you the credit. We, yeah. Um, it's, it's not about that. I mean, in reality. But it was kind of like, oh, Man, yeah. uh, during well, the whole situation, now I'm like, hell yeah, I'm a hero. Yeah, you are. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest and fair, it was like a zombie apocalypse out there. For oh us. my gosh, it oh. was nuts. Insane. I... Come. Oh, the traffic was the best. Yeah, there was there nobody was there. None. <laughs> there was no traffic. Nobody was out. There was no car accidents. Was there was no us. traffic anywhere. Uh, though the fear of going home at twelve. One, two in the morning, and we had to have that form saying we are, you know, yeah, we are an essential worker and we're out past curfew because we're coming home from our job. That was kind of low key terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy time. I got home and I hung that on the fridge and told my girl, you see. You see. I matter to someone. I (laughs) They They do care about me. (laughs) No, but. uh be honest, like, uh, highly recommend you guys follow Chris Smalls. He's oh, yeah. starting the whole hot labor summer movement. Hot labor summer. Trying to get Amazon unionized. And understand this. When you go to Starbucks and they're starting to unionize. No, it's so great. Support them. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because it's people over profit it every is. single day. And COVID is like, it just hammered on all of the superficial cracks that were already in the system covid really just broke those cracks and made it like Mm -hmm. a huge just valley of it shows messed up how corporate greed has gotten into everything it shows the corporate greed it it did and you are seeing it across the country right now what there are people all over the place that are unionizing now reno in particular Mm -hmm. i mean we're in a right to work state there is anti-union propaganda in all kinds of businesses right now so fighting that has been huge but we are about the people we're about making sure that they're it's not Mm -hmm. slave labor (laughs) and go and go and just you know if you're part of a union if you're part of the, the the labor movement just making sure that you go and talk to businesses that you know, aren't labor. When I go to my Starbucks, I, I talk to the workers about, hey, you know, what do you think about all this unionizing that's happening? And I get mixed reviews. Some people are like, oh, what are you talking about? Some people are, oh, you know, I'm not so far. But the vast majority of these these folks who are working in Starbucks are like, it's awesome. I think it's great. I, I, I can't wait till we do it too. So like right. um, the IBT, international, mm-hmm. which is the key phrase, mm-hmm. brotherhood of Teamsters. I've told people today while we're out there, uh, shaking them down to buy T-shirts <laughs> for a good cause, for a good cause, for a good cause, for a good cause. <laughs> but we're telling them like get a get a Teamster T-shirt, especially if you go on vacation. And I got a lot of people that could attest to this that probably listen to the podcast. You wear a Teamster T-shirt out on vacation somewhere, you're gonna run into a Teamster. Yeah. Yep. You're Actually. Gonna- Everywhere we go, my kids are like, Mommy, one of your coworkers. I mean, we're in Texas. Yeah. And they every time they see that big brown package car, they're like, Mommy, yeah. you work there. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, I do. You're right, I do. And and you know, just labor supporting labor. You see someone wearing a, an IOTSI t shirt, you see someone wearing uh a a 
um, plumbers, plumbers union, you know, uh, pipe fitters, whatever. Sheet metal. Sheet Shout metal. out to local twenty six. Yeah, local twenty six. Yeah, we love to, those guys. Trying to think of other locals around town, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton. You know, there's a lot. There's there's so the labor movement is not just about the teamsters. That's what we talk about because that's what we are. But I did. Uh, I gotta admit though, I did get into a little argument last time Ooh. with one of my ex girlfriends. Her brother was in the construction union. Okay. And we're there trying to know my union's better. Oh. No, my union. I'm sorry. I'm a teamster. Hello. They right. haven't made movies about you guys. Yeah. We're the big baddies. I'm just yeah. saying. No, but it, it, it's just a joke, but it's all fun right. and games. And at the end of the day, like, if you come from a union, it, it, those are the most happiest people. Their kids oh, yeah. are taken care of. And back in the 50s, 40s, little history lesson. It's history. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got no, a little history with Esley. No, but, you know, that's what people looked for. Oh, th- those are the Joneses. Mr. Jones works for a union. That's mm-hmm. why they're middle class. And nowadays, it, we went from 10% of our workforce to now 3%. Yeah. And I think it's time to go 15%. Let's oh, make a new record. We're, we're bouncing back. Huge. Look at what's happening at, I mean, we just talked about it, but look what's happening at Starbucks. Look at what hap- is happening at Amazon. This is really the time to start organizing. And and that doesn't just start from the union hall. That starts with all of us talking about unions, getting involved in politics, supporting politicians that support unions. Um, well, I mean, it's everything. I, I feel like we should be talking about what, what the unions have brought to the table for people because – Though we all are unions and we're super supportive, what are they bringing to us? Everything. Well, for for example, and I don't know if this is off topic, but yesterday, Ross, mm. what did you tell me? I found this out for the first time when a construction company came in oh, yeah. to ask to be unionized. The owner came in and said, unionize my employees. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, this is, okay. Yeah, it's a little, little bit of a segue, but... Stay with us. Stay with us. So, we were talking. We were sitting down and talking about politics and how politics matters. And I know over the past few episodes, I, I've sort of brought that more into light and saying, "Hey, politics really matters," and pay attention to it. Um, one of the big things that happened. So, our state treasurer in Nevada, his name is Zach Conine. He is honestly a genius when it comes to to money, and he's worked with uh, the building trades unions to make sure that there are PLAs or, or uh, um, uh, basically labor peace agreements, LPAs, um, uh, built into all of the federal money that's coming in for our infrastructure. And what that means in layman's terms is that essentially any projects that use federal dollars they need to use union labor first. This is huge. The fact that he's built this in to what we're to, to basically all that federal money means that companies are now more interested in unionizing because they want access to those federal dollars. And that's why politics matters because all of a sudden we now have companies approaching us saying, Hey, we want to unionize our members because it gives us, an opportunity to, to, to get better work for our guys and gals. And now we start naturally building and growing 
the union movement. Politics matters. I, I will say it to the ends of the earth. The fact that he was willing to step up and do that, the fact that he is pro-labor, helps all of us. And we got to wrap it up here soon, but I just want to say something. Anybody that says unions are bad, we have companies coming in asking to be unionized yep. for their employees. And if units, unions were really that bad, then why is UPS still profitable? Why is Super UPS's profitable. revenue top tier compared to FedEx, mm -hmm. Amazon? They're making record profits every year. And that's, and, and that's because of our commitment to making sure that our people are the best. Correct. Teamsters work and they show up to work. That's right. Heck yeah. Do you guys have anything else you guys would like to say? I just, I just want to say uh, thank you, Christina, for coming and hanging out with us. Oh, thank you for having me. And we hope to hear a lot more from Christina coming up. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Uh, this has been awesome. And I like... I, I was absolutely down with the idea of starting the podcast when uh, we were first all talking about it. So to be a part of it now, I'm super excited. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. We're trying to uh, spread information. And I, I know we talk a lot about Package Car because most of us in here are from Package. But we're so grateful to have somebody that's inside the warehouse mm -hmm. that could bring issues from inside because I haven't seen inside for almost six, seven years yeah, now. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, I haven't been in there, so I don't know how things are now. It, it's uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? It totally keeps you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm excited to talk about, you know, you run our new hire classes. I think next time we, we want to touch on that a little bit. Um, kind yeah. of, I want to find out more about who you are and what makes you tick. So, uh, and I'm sure that the members are excited about that as well. So we really look forward to having you on uh, uh, next time we do one of these episodes Yay. i can't wait to be here i'm excited cool all right guys thank you guys for listening peace bye, bye.